everybody. Hi, this is Tom with the Ramble Redhead Show. And we're live on Pride48.com. And uh, we're here. It's Tuesday at 9 o'clock. So you know what that means. It's time for me to ramble. And guess what, folks? Tonight, I got to, I, I got to have um, uh, a previous guest back on the show. And, uh, of course, it's, uh, it's, it's a fabulous person. It's uh, Robert, Robert J. Wilson. And he, he was on the show uh, a few months ago. And so he's back. And so, hello, Robert. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? You sound as hyper as I do. Okay, that's good. Because normally, <laughs> normally no people can match my hyperactivity. So so did you drink a, a massive amount of caffeine earlier or something? What happened? What happened? Why are you so hyper? Well, you know, I mean, caffeine, vodka, same difference. Oh, okay. So so that is your um, alcohol of choice? Is you, you like the, the vodka? Oh, indeed, yeah. I mean... It, when I go to a place, I always ask, what, what is their gayest drink? It's like, it has to be pink and fruity and uh, delicious. And typically, I succeed. Okay, good. So you like, the, you like, the, you like the, the sweeter kind of drink? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't do a dirty martini. Uh, my partner, Roger, does that. And, oh, no, I can't handle it. Oh, you ruined my joke. I was going to say, um, I know when we talked before that you uh, mentioned your partner. And uh, what was his name? And then you're supposed to say, <laughs> you're supposed to say, hashtag all Roger. Yes, all Roger. Because, you know, of course, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, my Roger, all oh, Roger, I love you, Roger. You're so fabulous. It's just that you're marvelous. Okay. Oh. Anyway, uh, he, 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 hopefully he's listening. He'll probably text me and I'll get it on my iPad in just a moment. Let's see if he's actually uh, listening. But uh, he has been, I got to tell you, Roger, that my, my, or, or, I mean, Robert, I fucked up. We'll take that. I can edit that out. It'll, it'll make me sound like totally intelligent. I didn't fuck up. But um, uh, Robert, <laughs> well, Robert, you know, I just want to tell you that. See, this weekend, um, uh, see, as you well know, um, see, normally every weekend we, he and I get together. And uh, so we get the, uh-huh. we get, uh oh, what's going on there? Uh, we get to have our. Oh, that's, that's just my door. Oh, okay. So we get to have our quality time together. And so um, on this weekend uh, in the morning, because uh, see what happened was he, he came over and we did some running around and all kinds of stuff. And then uh, Saturday I went to his place and, you know, it stayed the night. And uh, we've been watching, binge watching certain shows like Frankie and, uh, uh-oh. Cause I know oh, you, Grace and Frankie? Yes, Grace and Frankie. And I know you. I love that show. You love that show. Now, okay, without spoiling it. What is it about the show that you like about it? Oh, well, okay, so no spoilers, but um, I have to say that my favorite thing about Grace and Frankie is that I get to see Martin Sheen and Sam Waterston kiss. Oh, yes. Well, you kind of spoil I mean, it. That's, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, first episode, so it's well, no surprise. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. But, um, but yeah, because, you know, that's, I mean, I have to tell you that I started watching it and I know a lot of people like yourself been watched it, got them all done. But uh, we're pacing oh, yeah. ourselves. We're, we're, we just finished episode two, so we're just taking it slow. But um, but I, I have to say I do like it. Um, I think it's interesting. Both Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, of course, the two that you already oh, mentioned. Oh, of course. So um, so far it's been it's really neat, and uh, and I, I do enjoy it. It's and, so honestly written. Yeah, I mean, like that is really. I think. I mean, having been through coming out after I was married to a woman, um, I, I feel like it's very honestly written from mm-hmm. the, the women's perspective. And of course, uh, Lily Tomlin and uh, Jane Fonda are amazing. Yes. Uh, 
you know, but the the friendship and the rivalries that uh, that come up are really exciting to watch. Yes, it's really good, and I and I like how Jane Fonda's character is more of the, you know, let's say I don't maybe uppity or uh, you know like things the way she wants, and then Lily Tom's more the free spirit, and uh, so I, oh, yeah. I, so I, I definitely like that. I think it's kind of cute, and then I also love the kids that play the kids um, and how they're reacting oh, right. uh-huh. to everything. And um, now let me ask you a question. You know the couple the. I think it's would be Lily Tomlin's where where they had the um, African American and then the the Caucasian yes. man. Now, did you? Because I guess I didn't realize. Because for some reason, my first instinct was to make them a couple, but I guess they're not couple. They're just actually brothers. Would you say that's right, or am I wrong? Yeah, that yes, that's correct. Okay, yeah, and is, I thought the same thing. And originally, like the, the way that that's handled, I think is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, they don't, and again, no spoilers, but they don't address how that comes to be for quite a while into the series and in the first season. Right. Um, but when they do explain it, it's very, I think, interesting and true to life. Oh, good. Well, good. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, that there's more to come. Because that's what I love about certain shows is that you watch and you, you think one thing and then what they do is they slowly twist it in a different direction and it makes yes. you go, ooh, wow. You know, it makes you think. So, you know, kind of like Game of Thrones, you know, how they're always constantly throwing twists and turns. And, and I'm not going to spoil it, folks. If oh, yeah. You're, if you're kind of watching, if you have not watched, if you haven't watched, you should watch and get off your ass and watch. And there's only 50 episodes for you to watch, so you can do it. So anyway, but it's really, really good. So really, that's another good show. So anyway, so we watched that. And then, the see, the one thing that I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to do is that, see, on Saturday, um, one of the things that happened is we had a, an event called Pride at the Park. And basically what it is is they had, like, oh, good. They had about, four, like, 40 different vendors and different association groups and companies and stuff. And then it was from 1 to 5. And then what happened was... Uh, we were doing all kinds of run around. We were doing all kinds of stuff. And then I wanted to get over there. and But unfortunately, we didn't get there until almost near the end. Oh, no. And so I was kind of bummed a little bit. But it was very hot. And uh, so in a way, I probably was fortunate because I'm a, a ginger and I'm nice and pale. <laughs> and uh, and I don't like sunburns because it's kind of bad. But anyway, so we went. No. You know, we, we went and we had fun. But, I mean, there were some people there that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, and of course I got to show off my Roger, <laughs> but, um, but, mm-hmm. but, but we had, we had fun. We had, we got to see some friends and we did that. And then we came back and we we're kind of cooling off and we watched the show and then I went to his place and then we woke up. Now this is the, this is the funny thing. See, normally when I stay at his place, normally we'll make something for breakfast and normally we'll make like maple bacon. Now, now Robert, I don't know about you, but, Ooh. but I am a bacon snob okay so um i love my bacon now do you like bacon robert oh well yeah of course i do but you know what i have to say that i'm not a big fan of mixing sweet and savory so maple bacon would be a bridge too far (laughs) okay so you would just want your regular type bacon now okay yes and it must be crunchy oh yeah okay i was going to ask you that question because that's very important you want it crispy okay See, you don't want yes. to, you don't want to go to a restaurant and sit there and say, "Oh, can I have crispy bacon?" And they give you three little soggy, uh, gross-looking Ugh. pieces. Right? That's disgusting to you, right? Yeah. Well, see, I oh, of course. Yeah. See, I like it super duper crispy myself. And so I had to um, help 
Roger, because I like the... No, okay, when you make your bacon... Oh, that's so dirty! Okay, um, Robert, when you... Mm-hmm. When you... <laughs> when I make my bacon? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay, so, um, so when you make your bacon, Robert, do you make it in a pan, or do you cook it in the oven? Um... I make mine in the pan, but I've had some pretty good success with uh, the... Do you remember that product that was on the infomercials, the Bacon Wave? Yes. You've been, you, okay, you so that? that is actually effective. Oh, good. Well, good. Yeah, good. It, I, and so that, like, you get really... It, it's really crunchy and, oh, so good. Oh, 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 okay. Now, see, I know you're a really great guy when you respond like that to bacon. So, they, see, amen, my brother. Okay. So, anyway, so what happens yeah. is normally when Ro- I'm staying at Rogers, normally we get up and he'll, we'll make eggs, we'll have the bacon, you know, toast, whatever. But this morning, you know, this, this morning we're like, oh, we're going to go out. Now, for those who don't know, who may be from out of the, out of the country, um, this last Sunday was also a certain day um, known as Father's Day. And uh, so you're supposed to foil rotten your papa and uh, or maybe uh, your daddy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, see, oh. all, all these gay references here. Oh, okay. So anyway, so. We're, we're atrocious. We're atrocious. Okay. So um, that could be the title. But anyway, um, what happened was we decided to go to one of the restaurants we like. And we get into the parking lot. And there's like 50,000 people in the front door waiting. And we're like, oh, wow. no. So then we go to the next restaurant. Yeah, no. And uh, there's a lot more people there. And we go, no. And then we go to third, the the last possible choice. And we go in and we cannot find a parking spot. So uh, Roger and I both went, um, no. So we went to the grocery store, got the stuff, and we made our stuff. We made our bacon at home. <laughs> like, yeah, like good, I bet you did. Like good responsible adults should. <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay. So, so anyway, so we had that, you know, quality time with him. And so it was really good. And then uh, in the afternoon, uh, we went, uh, see, I have an, a very dear friend. His name is Doug. And we've been friends for over 40 years, folks. And uh, well, wow. he, yeah, well, his son and uh, Roger and I, uh, and of course, my friend, we went to go see the new uh, movie Jurassic World. Did you see that by chance, Robert? I haven't seen it yet, but um, I actually got some movie passes today from a local radio station, so I'm looking forward to seeing it soon. So are you are you going to But it was filmed in New Orleans. It was. Oh, I didn't know that. It was indeed. Well, awesome. Well, uh, no, yeah. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. I'll have to go to IMDb and read all about. But um, so are you a fan of the dinosaur movies? Oh, of course, yes. I mean, I can remember even back in uh, fifth grade, we took a trip to New Orleans to see uh, this dinosaur show where they were like animatronic and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, I got a, a real love for learning about the different varieties and the different species and whatnot. And uh, so, yeah, I love all that. And plus, the, the first, I think it was the first two, perhaps, maybe the, I don't know if the third one included him or not, but I'm a huge fan of Richard Attenborough. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, who played the original Doctor. Yeah, like, um, yes, Lord. Mm. Mm. He's delicious to you, right? Oh, well, yeah. Well, um, he's like bacon. He's, just... <laughs> he's like bacon. Well, unfortunately, um, he's not in the new movie because, unfortunately, he passed away. But, uh, yeah, it was, right. it was very sad. So I, I thought maybe they might have, like, little clips of him or maybe some things from the first movie 
um, you know, maybe, but you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I'll just have to say that there wasn't. Okay, so, um, but I thought I have to give you, I'm not gonna go into spoilers, I'm not gonna go into ruin anything, because that's one thing I don't like, is uh, when a new movie comes out and then people spoil, spoil, spoil. Because I like to go, oh, exactly. to, I like to go see a movie, um, you know, reading a little bit about it, but I don't wanna know anything. I wanna be surprised like everybody else. Like, you know, like when you, if you saw, right. the, if you saw the movie The Sixth Sense, you don't wanna say, oh, he was dead already. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, yeah, exactly. So if you haven't seen that movie, I'm sorry. I spoiled just something that's been around for years. Okay. Anyway, so um, I have to say, I, I give this movie two gay thumbs up. Um, I thought it was very good. Oh. It was a great um, summer blockbuster. You know, it's making billions of dollars and uh, i thought it was very 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 good i really enjoyed it i love the special wow. effects i thought the dinosaurs were amazing um of course seeing chris pratt was adorable um but he, well yeah but the bad thing is he had clothes on it was just rude it was just rude well there's that it was rude. yeah i mean he he should be more considerate yes he should he's selfish 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 now um i did hear well, okay, okay go ahead go ahead uh, oh i was just gonna say that um actually um, he was uh, recently here in Baton Rouge at Our Lady of the Lake, the children's hospital. Right. And he interacted with a lot of the kids uh, there in the hospital with cancer Aww. and uh, did some really fun stuff. So, uh, But, you know, again, he was incredibly selfish because he was literally right around the corner from me and didn't let me know. <gasps> rude. Rude, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, right. Now, you have to go Poor to... Chris Pratt. Yeah, that is rude. That is selfish, Chris Pratt. Now, I know you went to New Orleans to be nice to the kids, but how about dear sweet Robert? You should have taken care of his... You should have met his needs and met him at least and, you know, gave him a hug and, you know, something, you know, something, you know, for his time. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I just think that's wrong. Okay, so... Um, and one thing I did hear about that I didn't know about um, Chris Pratt, just real quick, is I heard that he was really, really heavy after he had been on Parks and Recreation. I guess he gained a lot of weight. Yes. And then uh, I don't know if he did the weight loss because he knew he was going to be in two future big blockbuster movies. But I guess he said at one point in the interview, and i got to find it, but he actually said his penis was not happy uh, when he was very, very heavy. So he decided to oh. make his penis happy, and he lost the weight. So, and I have to say well, that... Well, I made the same decision I think to he, make his penis happy. <laughs> but I have to say that um, I think he did a very good job at what he's doing. Okay, so whatever he's doing... Agreed. However, he, because the shirt he's wearing in the show, in the movie, it was like very tight. And I was like, damn, damn. And I'm sitting right next to Roger. Uh -huh. like, I said, Roger, you know, I know I'm with you and I love you and all that, but, but Chris Pratt, damn. Okay, and he kind of sort of agreed. So, um, so there you go. So, oh, yeah. And then, and then, folks, uh, Robert, and I'll tell you this, and then we'll get all to you because I know I'm rambling. Because, but I wanted to, you know, tell you about this stuff because I thought it was kind of, kind of good. But anyway, also then after after the movie, we went to my folks, um, for parental unit day, and because uh, that's what I call my folks, my call them parental units, and and, oh. they, and they think I'm weird, but um, which I am. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we got together from my pop and my dad, and. Um, He's a big fan of the chocolate, so I got him some some chocolates, and I told him because I said, "What do you want for Father's Day?" He goes, "I don't want anything." And then I said, "Okay, well, I'll take you and Mom out to eat for later on." And they said, "Okay, cool." So, um, and I got him a card, and it was about I, I, I oh, I do have the card. Hold, hold on, I got to get this card because I sent it to um, I sent it to Roger for his uh, 
uh, input on it, and I thought it was very funny. So I'm going to pull that up real quick. So please hold on. So Robert, um, why don't you tell us some of the exciting things you did this weekend while I try to find the said car? So please share, uh, sure. share with yeah, well, um, okay, so uh, one thing I wanted to mention to you was that uh, Baton Rouge, uh, which, of course, is the capital city of Louisiana, yes. uh, had a pride celebration. Uh, it, it was not this past weekend, uh, the Father's Day weekend, but it was the one previous. Right. And I had a really great time. It was nice. And as you described uh, the one that you had, um, there were vendors and uh, there were performers. There were several bands and some comedy acts and uh, of course, you know, I think that uh, the staple of anything that is equated with gay and uh, a celebration, we had some drag queens, which I never think are pretty during the day, mm-hmm. which maybe is weird on my part. But, you know, um, so it, it was just really a fun day. And one of the things that I really appreciated was that uh, the Baton Rouge Police Department was represented as part of the the groups that had a booth. And in a in an interesting way, like I, I had a funny reaction to that because I think that it was so meaningful to me to see them there mm-hmm. and interacting with people and just being nice, you know, whatever. But uh, but that mattered to me. I thought it was really great. Well, awesome. Well, see, that's one thing that I, I mean I love about like the Chicago Pride is that you know the um, all the the fire department, the police department, uh, all the you know, different departments of the city or whatever, representatives or whatever, they're always there, um, you know, to, you know, be part of the GLBT Pride. In fact, there's a police station that's right in the middle of Boys Town of Chicago. And I, I always think that's mm-hmm. really cool. And then also my favorite is, of course, P-Flag. And then also the, you know, the military people. Because years ago, you know, of course, you couldn't be oh. out and proud. And so when I ever saw these people exactly. in uniform and doing what they're doing, but also the P flags and like the moms and dads saying, I love my gay son, right. or whatever. you know, those always, um, you know, always were very touching to me. So, um, so that's Definitely. good. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I can remember being in, uh, in Washington, DC and, uh, being kind of in the DuPont circle area and, uh, coming across the, uh, the DC police, uh, LGBT outreach, Mm-hmm. Uh, group, and I, I was like, when I saw that, I thought, wow, that's fascinating. You know, I mean, being from rural Louisiana, that's not a thing that we have here, and so, uh, kind of bridging the gap. Um, of course, we don't have like a dedicated LGBT outreach uh, in the Baton Rouge Police that I'm aware of, but just to see them there uh, was really meaningful. Well, awesome. What what else did you see there at the um, at your private event? Well, we had the uh, the Let's see. What there was all kinds of stuff. One thing that I thought was interesting was that we had the Louisiana Trans Advocates, and they were providing information about uh, trans issues and how that interacts with Louisiana and that sort of thing. Uh, and I was there with my friends uh, Audra and Rich, and it, it was just really a fun day. Uh, one thing that I saw that I thought was really uh, pretty cool uh, was the group uh, Forum for Equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been at the forefront of Louisiana's and, indeed, the Fifth Circuit's uh, SCOTUS deal for marriage equality. They uh, helped finance the lawsuit that is uh, going to determine marriage in the Fifth Circuit. Oh, wow. That is awesome. So, I mean, now I know they they were supposed to get to make an announcement either yesterday or today, maybe, but I heard that it might be on Thursday, and uh, so... 
We gotta gotta keep those. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Fingers crossed. I even read an article today that I thought was kind of interesting. Is that because um, they they said early this Monday morning the Supreme Court refused to st- to stay a federal judge order invalidating Alabama's ban on same-sex marriage. In doing so, the justice immediately set up a constitutional crisis between the state lawless chief uh, chief justice and the federal judiciary. They also effectively admitted that what court watchers have suspected for months. That you know, according to this article, it's on Slate.com. But they think that that the court is going to rule in favor of the nationwide marriage equality in the end of the term. Um, and then they go yeah. on and on about why they think so. But um, but I thought it was interesting. Now, again, I don't know if this is true, but uh, I guess we will see. Um, but uh, I hope we will. It'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And then it's also going to be interesting to see if if they say they don't rule in favor of it. Um, you know what the reaction will be, and then of course, well, um, there's yeah, there's a there's a whole issue though because, um, for example, currently in Louisiana, um, so assuming that that the Supreme Court rules in favor of marriage equality, um, I've heard from insiders that Governor Bobby Jindal has a raft of executive orders ready to issue that would prevent marriage from happening here in Louisiana now. Whether or not he's going to follow the trend that I've seen, I think it is in Texas, where they won't allow clerks to issue same-sex marriages or they won't pay to do that. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be his tactic, but he's certainly been virulently anti-gay and certainly courting the uh, ultra, ultra right-wing types like uh, Tony Perkins, who is incidentally from Louisiana, and, uh, and that sort of ilk. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really going to be interesting to see what the reaction will be and then what, you know, the nutbags like him are, will do um, to try to do it. But I hope that, you know, once the Supreme Court says, hey, it's done, you know, gay, same-sex marriage everywhere, then all this shit can be put behind us. So um, Yeah, exactly. So I just yeah, I mean, I really feel like this is an epic time in our history. I think that this is going to be a very uh, loving versus uh, Virginia moment. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, of course, today, we don't even think twice about seeing a same-sex, or rather, a, a um, interracial marriage. Yep. We don't think twice about it. It's not a big deal at all. Nobody cares. Yep. You know, and, and if, if you do, then you have other issues. But, yes. you know, I, there will be a time, I think, very shortly when seeing a married gay couple or a lesbian couple, whatever, is just another couple. I mean, I, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And I just hope and pray that that happens soon and uh, we can get all this BS behind us. And, uh, oh, now, Robert, I I, I just read something on a website that I, and it's kind of a joke. Okay. And I thought I would share it with you. (laughs) I think you're going to like it. You want to hear it? Yeah, of course. Okay. Here's the joke. It says, Mike Huckabee said, I'll block all federal recognition, recognition of gay marriage once elected. How's that? Oh, right. Isn't that the That's funniest hilarious. thing I've heard? That's hilarious. It, it is, it's up there, yeah. I mean, it's the funniest thing I've heard since Bobby Jindal su- suggesting that he's going to run for president. Yep. I mean, it, it's just these – see, that's another thing. I don't understand all these Republicans who are running for president and all these hateful, mean, nasty things that they've been saying left and right, and they think that, yeah, they're going to get elected. You know, I, I just find it really – Oh, it's uh, crazy. It's It's crazy. Um, oh, did you hear? I mean, I'm reading this, and it says um, that uh, 
Huckabee also got trolled on Facebook. And uh, the, this gentleman by the name of Daniel Rogers wrote, what is the meaning of life? And then Mike Huckabee said, Daniel, you need some help. Seriously, you do. I'll be praying you find it. And then another person said, um, are you a closeted homosexual? And then Mike Huckabee responded, <laughs> no. What a very odd question. I'm sorry I'm not available. Happily married for 41 years, three children, five grandchildren. Keep looking. <laughs> and he got oh my gosh. He got 202 likes for that. Uh, so I thought that was fine. That's so, hilarious. So if you I want mean, to you know, go ahead. If you're into, you know, self-hating Republicans, then I suppose Mike Huckabee has a certain charms. Mhm. Yep. I mean, it's just I don't know. I just find, you know, him and then uh, you know, Santorum and then Trump and, you know, all these oh, other, right. I mean, they're just ridiculous. So, um, well, it's a clown car. I mean, the whole yeah. thing is a complete clown car. Yeah. Um, the idea that there are 12 announced candidates, I think, I think that's correct. Um, it, it, their bench is really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it really speaks to the electability of a Republican. And meanwhile, we've got uh, Hillary and Bernie Sanders, and that divide is really intriguing to me as well. I mean, I, I think that uh, there's a lot that Bernie Sanders has to say that I, that I agree with, but I don't know to what extent he's a viable candidate. Right. Well, yeah, well, that, I mean, that's very true. I mean, I, I just find it really, really fascinating that all the different people that are running and what they're supposedly standing for. And then also, you know, on the Democratic side, to you know, you have Hillary. You know, there's a lot of people that may not like her. And then you have all these other people. And I don't know if more people were going to, you know, put their hat in the ring, but they have to do it pretty quick because I was told I think July 1st is the – the cutoff date that you can... Oh, is that the filing deadline? That's what I heard, because that's why Trump did his thing so around, you know, oh, a few, few days ago. He's awful. He is. He's I mean, awful. like, I, I want to watch his campaign only because I feel like it's going to be far more entertaining than his TV show. But, <laughs> you know, the idea that he is a real candidate for president is laughable. Yes. Yes. It's it's ridiculous. Now, um, okay, well, I want to segue to another topic, uh, because obviously the, you know, the... Oh, the one of the tragic things that happened recently, of course, is the shooting that happened in in Charleston, where you know nine people unfortunately were um, killed, and they they thank goodness they caught the guy, and he's now in jail, and he's going to be tried mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, and you know, and obviously, and that's the other thing I found really fascinating is just like all the tornadoes, all the storms, all the bad weather, um, all these horrific things, they blame it all on the gay people. Um, well, now right. now they're blaming the shooting on Obama because he incited racism and all this other stuff. And then, of course, it's, yeah. And then it segued into about the Confederate flag. And I was just wondering, right. as a person who's from the South, I was just wondering, what is your thoughts about the Confederate con- Confederate flag issue? So, well, okay. So I have an interesting story about the Confederate flag. Um, I was in. Uh, I was involved with theater in a very rural part of Livingston Parish. Now, if you're from Louisiana, Livingston Parish instantly equates to KKK. All right, this is where they are still very active. Um, Racism is certainly a thing. Um, So we didn't have a dedicated performance space, so we had to go and solicit various venues uh, when we were uh, doing a show. Well, we went to this particular one, and it was called Old South Jamboree. Now, think Ryman Auditorium plus White Sheets. Mm. It was kind of that, 
Um, and we weren't excited about it, but it was like, well, I mean, you know, we need a spot. Well, so the owner, and I'm, I'm going to use a quote from him uh, that contains a word that I'm not fond of, but um, after the, the tour of the venue, he looked to me as the director and the president of our board and said, now, you ain't got no niggers in this show, do you? And first of all, my stomach churned. I was like, holy shit, did this really just happen? And then I immediately thought, uh, no, I got a queer and an Arab. Wow. Yeah, it, that was the, the one time that I've, I've really come face-to-face with for real racism. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, of course, I'm a white dude, so that's not to be unexpected. But um, it, I had never heard someone voice that sentiment in quite that way before, and I found it incredibly jarring. You know, I mean, this this is a theater outfit. You know, it's it's not like a it's not like we would ever, in any stretch of the imagination, exclude someone. Um, and this is a place where people like Loretta Lynn and Kenny Rogers have performed mm-hmm. in Walker, Louisiana. Wow. Well, I mean, I, yeah, but the- you know, it's just disgusting. And, uh, you know, and I, that's why I, I mean, why don't like, for example, John Stewart and, uh, a bunch of other people who have been very oh, yeah. vocal about, you know, their feelings about this. And I'm just... You know, it's like, for example, I saw this thing about, you know, if, if nine children uh, had been killed whatever way, however it happened, you know, they would be people, you know, in uproar. But when it when it comes exactly. to guns in our country, it's like mm-hmm. they just look the other way. And I just don't, right. I don't get it. And, you know, like if, when the Tylenol, I don't either. Like the Tylenol thing happened when people, they, what they do? They, right. they changed the restrictions on how pills are handled and, you know, the safety seals and all that stuff. And then when all this other thing, like the Ebola, you know, and all that stuff, the big, you know, the, what to do about that. And then here we have thousands and thousands of people who die by guns every day, every year in mm-hmm. the United States. And right. they, they just look the other way. I mean, it, it's just it's just sad. And, I don't understand the mental gymnastics required to make that a reality. Right. Like. You know, I mean, here in Louisiana, I mean, we're known as sportsman's paradise because we have such lush hunting fields and that sort of thing. And I'm all for all that. But the idea that a, that an individual can go and get military-grade weapons, specifically, you know, automatic weapons and that sort of thing, there's just no need for that. I don't get it. Like, do you have the right to bear arms? Yeah, yeah. But do you have the common sense to bear arms? And I think that that's a whole separate argument. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just really, really, really sad. Well, I wanted to, you know, get your thoughts on the Confederate flag because I thought it was very interesting that Walmart uh, recently uh, did a statement that says, uh, we will never want to offend anyone with the products that we offer. We have taken steps to remove all items promoting the Confederate flag from our assortment. Whether it's in our stores or on a website, we've done a process in place to help lead us to the right decisions when it comes to merchandise we mm-hmm. sell. Still, at times, items make their way into the assortment improperly. This is one of those incidents. And then also... Uh, oh, um, as, and, if it, as if that's an accident. Right. Yeah. And then also, um, Amazon did the same thing today. Um, I got a post. Oh, they did? They announced that they were not going to sell any more Confederate flags. And also, uh, the state of Virginia, um, the governor orders Confederate flag removed 
from the license plates because on the license plate it says Sons of Confederate mm-hmm. Veterans. So that one is being, oh. that one is being pulled. Um, so um, I actually saw that. I, I saw that Nikki Haley, who typically is a loon, um, <laughs> and even poor, sweet, closeted Lindsey Graham, um, <laughs> were very vocal against the Confederate flag here recently. Yep. So, I mean, I just think it's interesting. And then, of course, there's a lot of people. I mean, in fact, uh, Roger and I were driving to my folks um, uh, on Sunday, and there was, and I actually posted a picture. I don't know if you saw it on, uh, but I did put on um, on Sunday on my Facebook page, and there was actually a truck that we saw that had the Confederate flag and all these stuff in the back. And, and I said, hurry up, Roger. I want to get closer so I can take a picture. And he goes, no. And he's like, oh, he's, yeah. he's like yelling at me. And I'm like, he's not going to know I'm taking this picture. So I took a picture of the truck and I put it and I said, keeping it classy, Indiana or Hoosiers or whatever it was. I did see that. Yes. And, and so, well, many, you know, it's funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, well, um, here in Louisiana, I mean, in certain parts, at least, uh, it's actually very prevalent to see a Confederate flag. And the argument is always from people who care to even issue an argument beyond the fact that they're just absolute, complete racists, is that, um, you know, it's heritage, not hate. Well, it's like, well, all right, so I hear what you're saying, but what you're saying is that your heritage is indeed predicated on hate, because that's the whole purpose of the flag in the first place. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a civil war for crying out loud. Well, let me answer this question now on the other side of things. You know, obviously there's a lot of articles about this, about this issue, about the shooting, about the Confederate flag, about, you know, the South, about guns, about all this stuff. And then I also read an article recently about um, that um, that there's a lot of people who are um, putting like graffiti on like Confederate um, memorial things. Um, and I was, oh. And I was just wondering what you think of that. Well, I read an article recently um, in the New Orleans Times-Picayune about how uh, Mayor uh, Mitch Landrieu is addressing this issue. For example, there's a, um, there's a, a circle, sort of like uh, DuPont Circle or any of those other places in New Orleans, um, called Lee Circle. And there's a memorial there for Robert E. Lee, and, it's, and of course the circle itself is named after him. And he's really given some thought to what that represents and how that presents the city of New Orleans. In fact, I got into a pretty protracted uh, conversation, let's say, uh, in real life it was an argument, um, on the Advocate uh, Magazine's uh, Facebook page about this particular issue, specifically surrounding the fact that IBM, who has recently uh, decided to build a, a pretty massive complex here in Baton Rouge, and in light of Governor Jindal's uh, Marriage and Conscience Act, uh, which failed in committee, and, that, and that's an important note, um, but he issued an, an executive order. Well, in light of that, IBM determined that they were not going to give him the opportunity to attend the ribbon cutting, so they canceled the event, which was great. But unfortunately for me and for all the other LGBT and allies and that sort of thing here in Louisiana, there was a large outcry from the country talking about how they should boycott Louisiana and that no respectable companies should locate here. And I'm like, no, guys, no, wait, this is such a different thing. I mean, you you lived it in Indiana and then here in Louisiana, it's a little different, though. 
Um, in Indiana, of course, as you well know, the bill passed and the governor signed it. Here in Louisiana, the bill failed in committee, and the governor instantly issued an executive order with similar language. And that just, to me, does not in any way represent either the democratic process or the will of most Louisiana citizens. Yep. Wow. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know, this kind of stuff just gets me so pissed off. And I just, I, I just don't understand, you know, why these people, I mean, I guess part of the problem is that, you know, people who who don't take the time to get educated about voting and then they mm-hmm. they allow people like this to get elected and then That's people right. who are of like mind like we are um then sit there and go how did this happen and you know and you know and i think that's part of it is that you know do you think that's true do you think that's a lot right. of, you know a lot of people oh to, absolutely you know you know i mean i think that the issue currently with american political systems is that there's such a high degree of voter apathy mm-hmm. and people who either just flat don't want to get involved or people who are somewhat involved but aren't educated on what policy means in real life. And I find that to be eminently unfortunate. You know, I mean, I worked uh, briefly for the Louisiana Democratic Party uh, in communications, and so I got to see firsthand the extent to which, I mean, certainly there are people here who are very engaged and who are, like, going out and doing voting drives and uh, registration drives and that sort of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, I also saw, for example, Senator Mary Landrieu, who was the senior senator from Louisiana, lose her campaign, which was based exclusively on registering the, I think it was 30%, something like that, of African-American voters in central Louisiana. That was their like deal. That was their whole thing. And so... They they identified these eligible voters and targeted them, but then the super PACs came in. Of course, the Koch brothers hugely funded the campaign for her for uh, Bill Cassidy, her opponent, and he won. That's crazy to me, yep. especially after how vehemently she fought for Louisiana in light of Katrina, in light of Rita. And just in general, I mean, she was certainly a very powerful voice for the state of Louisiana. And, you know, the the state party failed to engage the voters in such a way that would compel them to go out and actually vote. And that's where the the rubber meets the road. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, you know, like, for example, I read the statistics about the last election and it was really mind boggling. The statistics like the 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 number one group that voted was the older group. The, the one that had the least amount of voters was the youngest group. So you think that that would be the opposite. You think that, the, you know, like with, with Obama winning uh, the, the last two presidential mm-hmm. elections, that especially the first one, there was a lot of young votes, uh, young voting group. Right. And then it seemed like this last one, it wasn't. And, of course, when it's an off election, it's even worse. And uh, it's just really incredibly, you know, sad. And, I just, and then there's really talented people. Like, for example, my mayor of South Bend, uh, I don't know if you heard the news down there, but um, but he recently. Oh, he um, came out. Yes, you did. You hear that there? I did. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it was just mind-boggling that, you know, he did it and the way he did it and the reaction. I mean, all the comments have been – because he's been very, very popular mayor. And uh, and I just loved wow. that, you know, that he did this. And, and he's in the midst of a next election. You know, it's going to be coming up very soon. And so it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how that may impact or not. And uh, But based on the comments right. that I read – you know, a lot of the people were very supportive. Like they're like, you said, well, who cares who he sleeps with? This as long as they fix the alley on alley on Al- Angelia Drive right. or whatever. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yes. That, you know, because you know, if yeah, I mean, that's what people really care about. I mean, honestly, you know, they get up in arms over social issues in the big picture, but when it really comes down to it, all they really care about is the pothole on their street. Yep. That's all that really matters. Yep. And as long as, you know, and, and he's not, he's definitely not one of these people that just says, I'm going to do this. He actually is acting on the promises that he made and he's doing it. So I'm not, so I'm very, I mean, I'm very proud of him. In fact, the, the day that the article came out, uh, that a group of people actually, uh, we all met at the, cause we have this local GLBT, um, and an allied group, uh, that get together like once a month. And, uh, what they did is they all say, Hey, we're going to go to this one bar and we're going to support the mayor. And we have a theater downtown, which I don't know if you saw the, the picture, but it says, uh, we stand by you, Mayor Pete. And, uh, and, and it's a Aww. picture with all these people and it was, it was just really amazing. So, and, and that's I, great. And so it makes you very proud to be part of, you know, part of South Bend. And I'm really glad that, we have a, sure. a a person that we can stand behind because that's how I felt, you know, initially about Obama. You know, I thought, you know, because he he was talking about change, he was talking about doing things and wanted to help people. It wasn't the typical politician who says a lot of things and then, you know, doesn't follow through. And so it was just really refreshing right. to have someone that you can believe in and you know and that you can, you know, be encouraged by and be motivated by and you know wanting to do something about it. So so I I just thought it was really awesome with him. So it's a very That's cool. great. Yeah, I, I was excited by that story, and and I think that in light of the um, the RFRA, uh, which I forget honestly what that stands for at this point, but the anti-gay uh, mm-hmm. law that was passed there in Indiana certainly had a negative connotation in terms of how people viewed Indiana. But as well, I know here in Louisiana. That doesn't represent your entire state. I mean, as evidenced by the mayor that came out, you know, I mean, people don't really care about that stuff. Yep. And, and, and I mean that in, in a good way. Um, that's, it's not reflective. So I, I've been hearing a lot lately about how people want to boycott New Orleans and that sort of thing because of this executive order. But in reality, the executive order itself is largely unenforceable because the governor can't tiptoe over into legislative realms beyond his authority. Yep. You know, so it's like, it's, go to Indiana, come to Louisiana. You know, we, we are a good people, all of us, uh, and you're going to have a fun time. Yep. It's just really unfortunate, that I think, that the, the backlash that happened, although I think it raised awareness in a very positive way, for inclusivity and um, outreach to all people. Yep. Well, I mean, just to let you know, RFRA stands for Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And I just also wanted right. to let you know that also the, I, you know, it's like they always say, you know, karma is a bitch. Well, I have to say that it definitely for Governor Pence, it definitely is one because his approval rating before all this was pretty high. And then because uh-huh. of it, his now approval rating is super low. In fact, as many people know, that 
um, that he was, you know, a potential presidential candidate. And now because of all this stuff, he'll be lucky if he gets reelected as a governor. So, I mean, I just think that's uh, amazing. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that yeah. he's now getting the brunt of the thing that he oh, tried yeah. to do because all the people that were on that group that you know tried to pass this were all very anti-gay people and all the things that they tried to do sure. individually as a group and different things in the past and even pence himself there's a numerous things where he's been very anti-gay so as far as i'm concerned you know he can just kiss my ass and go fuck himself but um oh, but I, believe me but i yeah. just but i just I, think I it's, get it but i i'm just so glad that you know and also we had in indianapolis we had uh uh, uh, two weeks ago, they had their gay pride. And in fact, um, what I heard, um, in fact, I'm going to uh, pull it up here real quick. But I heard that they had their gay pride uh, parade and they said the turnout was incredible. And so they said that it was a record number of, of, of the crowd. So it was a really, really awesome. Wow. So that was really cool. Yeah, so. that I think that's fascinating. I mean, honestly, so I used to work in tourism, and one of the things that I worked with frequently was uh, historical societies, and nothing motivates that particular group like a threat to a beloved site, whether that's a home or, or a, a monument or whatever. Um, you know, that really motivates people to get involved, and I think in the same way, the gay community and our allies were really motivated by this act that was passed in Indiana to, you know, really turn out. I mean, this was a time when they wanted to, to feel uh, visible and they wanted to feel validated and they wanted to feel like part of the society that they're, that they're part of, you know? Yep. I mean, it's really awesome. And I mean, I, I mean, I just think that, see, that's one thing that I've always felt is that if you feel passionate about whatever it is. And I think you need to get educated. You need to get involved. You need to do more than just throw money at something. You need to do something. You need to get right. it. And you need to talk to your friends. Like, you know, like I've always talked about it since the beginning of the show is that you need to support companies that support us. And then, you know, you yeah. need to put your money, uh, you know, where it belongs, where people, like companies. Like, for example, um, I was reading a thing on Joe My God uh, just a minute ago about Oreo. Um, about the company who makes Oreo and how they got into a big backlash mm-hmm. years Nabisco. ago. Yeah, Nabisco got in a big backlash because in 2012, because they, um, you know, got into a, a heated a boycott campaign, that kind of thing. Well, just recently, uh-huh. um, they uh, posted on, twi- on Twitter, it, it says, uh, Oreo cookie, and it says, we're all the same on the inside. And what they did is they had Oreo and they had all the colors of the rainbow and then you see the white. Uh-huh. You see the white of the you know the the stuff that's in the Oreo, and and it says we're all the same on the inside, and it has all the rainbow colors, and it's very cool. And it says Happy Pride Week, and um, so I thought that was really. I love that. Yeah, I thought it was really awesome. Yeah. So, so again, it just goes back to what I was saying is that you need to support companies that support us, and and I think yes, that that's. Indeed. You know, and I think people need to get educated, need to people get involved, and you also need, not only do you need to tell your 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 fellow GLBT members, but you also need to tell your allies, like your friends, your family. Right. Um, because, like, for example, if you go to a restaurant and, you know, like, uh, oh, great, now I'm going to think, um, it's just, like, I don't know if it's... it's uh, not, like Chick-fil-A or something? Yeah, Chick-fil-A, but there's a steak place. I can't think of the name of it. It's not Logan's, but it's... Uh, oh, maybe it is Logan's. Oh. You know, Logan's, um, The I guess the owners of the company were very anti, um, anti-gay, and then also, like, 
Papa John's, you know, that guy is very diehard Republican. Oh, right. And so he, he yeah. supported Romney, who wasn't exactly GLBT friendly either. So, I mean, it just shows you the kind of things that people are connected to and that people need to, you know, be smart about it and make sure that, yeah, you know, like ExxonMobil is another one that, that you know, they're horrible as far as benefits and, and you know, things for their GLBT employees. And so, I mean, they're... They had an HR, HRC rating of over 100 years ago, and now it's like a zero. So, I mean, it just shows you wow. how, um, you know, crazy it can be. But, of course, you know, there's always different places, like different spectrums there. So, um, it's, sure. it's really interesting. So, uh, there we go. I don't know. Okay, I'm rambling. But, uh, but anyway, so there we go. So, Robert. Robert. Yes. What else is new with you, and what what have you and Roger been up to? What have you been doing, and what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Huh? huh well, been uh, doing? this weekend we did we did a ton of like yard work and and that sort of thing. Um, in our backyard, we've got uh, bamboo on the perimeter of our fence, mm-hmm. and so there's been like it was very butch. I was so excited, like there was sweat <laughs> and you know like grass and that sort of thing. So I was really excited about that. Um, as, as Robert says sarcastically, um, but uh, we've been doing that, and then we went to uh, a lunch on Father's Day in Roger's hometown, uh, and had lunch with his father and with his sisters and that sort of thing. So um, you know, it's just sort of been that. Uh, today now, um, I went to a local radio station where I won a free lunch for two, which I'm very excited about. And I also got uh, some movie passes, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. So that's how I'm going to go and see Jurassic World, based on your recommendation. Now, how did you win those? Um, well, I was the, uh, the, the, the appropriately numbered caller oh, okay. to call in. Awesome. Yeah, so, um, and, and so today I got a tour of the studio, and it was really great. So shout out to 103.3. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of been it. Well, cool. Hey, while while you were telling us your story, I wanted to let you know I um uh I you know when I told you about um you know like Pence and his reelection, you know, um an, yeah. an, a poll oh, yeah. a poll just came up I just read. It says Pence's reelection on ropes because of anti LGBT legislation. So yeah. Not surprised. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then also did I mean, you, Go ahead, go ahead. Oh well I was just gonna say that uh that, that Mike Pence, I mean, holy crap. The idea that Bobby Jindal is following in his footsteps, having the the ability to watch his downfall, mm-hmm. is hysterically funny to me, especially in light of the idea that, that Jindal thinks that he has national aspirations. Yeah. Um, you know, in Louisiana currently, not only would Hillary Clinton beat Bobby Jindal, but Barack Obama would beat Bobby Jindal, and he lost our state. Yep. You know, I mean, I just think that's really funny. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, I, I just can't, you know, as much as I hate the process of our elect- electoral system, like, like, for example, you know, it's going to get crazy with all these debates and all this stuff, and it's going to get dragged out until the next election, and it's going to be on and on, and we're going to get sick and tired of all mm-hmm. this. But I just hope that oh, people yeah. will hang in there. I hope they'll, you know, definitely come out and vote, because we do not want another Republican in the office. Okay? Okay. Exactly. All right. Now, what Agreed. I now, what I need to do is we only have about eight minutes left, so we're going to have to um, get going but or, you know, soon. But I wanted to – I'm looking at this one website, and it has a lot of LGBT stories. And I thought it was really cool um, that I, I'm just going to quickly go over them real quick, and then you can add your two cents if you'd like. But um, 
I just read this article about among the 64 recruits who graduated from the Boston Police Academy on Wednesday, they had two openly gay cadets. And they're also believed to be the first openly gay couple to ever graduate. So what do you think of that? Oh, I think that's great. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, all that really matters is are they doing their jobs effectively? Are they doing their jobs, you know, um, in a way that supports uh, public safety? Right. So good for them. Yay. Yay. And plus, cops are hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the picture of these two is like, ooh, they're, they're, they're handsome. Okay, so um, let's go on to the next. <laughs> now, the other thing I thought was really cool is because, now, let me ask you this, Robert. Are you a fan of, like, the show Big Brother? Do you watch that show at all? Actually, no. Like, <gasps> okay, I don't know yes. why. And there was a person from uh, there was a person from Opelousas, where I used to live, mm-hmm. who was on there. I think her name was Krista. Mm-hmm. And uh, even then, I was just like, oh, no. Because it's sort of like the real world effect, where they get <laughs> such vapid people. Right. And their archetypes, like, you, you know, you get, like, the joker, you get the slut, you get the... You know the pretty girl, whatever. Right. And I, oh no, uh-uh, I can't deal with it. Well, I just want to say when when the show first started, I was like, oh, this is stupid. You know, I watched a couple episodes, I just didn't like it. I don't even remember what year um, I I did watch it, and I got kind of sucked into it. But the last few years, um, I definitely been watching, and I have to say that um, when the when the cast is good and you have someone that you want to root for, I mean, I do like it. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, the last few years, there's been a couple seasons that have been very, very good. In fact, Roger and I, since we've been together, we've been uh, watching the show, and we always talk about the different Aww. people. And so it's been fun. Well, the the reason why I brought this up in the first place was because, see, on tomorrow is the season uh, starts. It's a brand new, it's Big Brother 17. Oh. And the reason why I'm bringing it uh-huh. up is that it has an LGBT uh, you know, story to it. And I just thought it was kind of cool because... Really? Yeah. What they're doing is they're actually casting the first openly transgendered house guest um, on this cool. on this season. So I thought that was really awesome. And uh, so I hope uh, that she does well. And uh, the, the person's name is Audrey uh, Middleton, a 25-year-old digital media consultant from Georgia, is transgendered. Oh. It says, Middleton's gender identity was not mentioned on her online cast bio, but CBS confirmed the news in a statement later in the day. And, you know, and I have to say, folks, that I've been doing this show for since 2005, and I have to say that I'm, you know, very proud about all the uh, transgendered stuff that's getting out there, like with the different TV shows on Amazon, all that stuff. Yep. And and I just think that, you know, even with Caitlyn Jenner, as much as there's a lot of hype that may be a little bit on the negative, but the bottom line is that stuff's being talked about, the issues are getting right. out there, that people are being heard, that, you know, that, you know, and I just think that that's something that's really important. And, you know, just like it is for anybody yes. else who's part of the our community, you need to be supportive, you need to encourage, you need to be educated, you need to be involved. And and I think that just like we as gay men or lesbian or whatever, you know, you want to be supported. Well, we need to support just as people. Yeah, we need to support everybody. And I just think that it's very important to because I remember when I did my first interview with the transgender person was Rebecca Nay, and uh, and there was you know a long time ago. And when I posted that show, a lot of people were like, "Wow, you know, I had no idea." Uh, you know, right. There's a lot of, of yeah. uneducated uh, ideas out there about those issues. I mean, yeah. even myself, you know, I, like it took me a while to really 
connect with people who could teach me about what trans, uh, transgender issues were and like what the deal was and how to respond and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But I, I mean, regardless, at the end of the day, people are people. Just be nice. Like, why on earth would you just be ugly to someone? Yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's really, you know, it's really important that we need to, you know, support one another. And that's definitely, you know, the same thing. Because, you know, just like with the LGBT, I mean, the gay and lesbian population, you know, the suicide mm-hmm. rate is very high with the transgender, you know, yep. getting a good quality job, you know, pay. I mean, mm-hmm. I talked about this last week, but but it really is uh, an important issue. And I think we all need to get more involved and, and help help people yes. that need help like that. And, you know, and, and let them know that we, we do support them. And I think that's the bottom line yeah. is that, you know, we need to be there. Exactly. Yeah, so, it's really well, and, you know, I have to say that, that Caitlyn Jenner has really contributed a lot to the conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, listen, I am by no means a Kardashian fan. Right. But, you know, in this particular case, it's like this is her story. You know, I mean, this she's a real person. And I, I just can't imagine the turmoil that she had to endure over so much time to get to, to where she is today. But you know, on the plus side, she is where she is today. And mm-hmm. that's great. I'm excited. And I was excited about the positivity that, that pretty well pervaded the media representations of her, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it's really important and, uh, you know, and we need to, we need to be there for our, um, LGBT members. So, so do it people. Okay. Um, also one last thing, and then we'll probably close, but, um, last Friday, um, marked, Jim Neighbors' birthday. He was 85 years old, and Aww, it also he's so cute. and also he's been with his uh, his uh, husband Stan for over 40 years. So we want to give him major Aww. props and happy birthday. So yay! Well, Jim. golly! Well, golly! So all right. Well, Robert, we only have one minute left, so I want to make sure you give yourself a a shameless plug if you like to tell how people can find you, like on Facebook or whatever, oh, sure. or Twitter or whatever. How you however you'd like yeah. to plug away. Okay. Hey, well, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, You're if listeners would like to, to get in touch with me or to follow me and hear my crazy exploits and such, you can find me on Twitter at Robert J. Wilson. Uh, Robert J. Wilson on Twitter. So that's how to get in touch with me. Yay. All right. Well, folks, I appreciate your time. If you listen to the show, whether you're in the chat room or not, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope that you all have a great evening. And uh, go to my website, RambleRedhead.com, and add me as a friend on Facebook and Twitter under the name of Ramble Redhead. And also, don't forget to pick up the phone and call 574-807-9171. And you can also email me at RambleRedhead at gmail.com. So without any further ado, Robert, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. And also remember, a crazy redhead from Indiana loves it. And I wish you all the best. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.